Welcome, everybody, to the Doctrine Matters podcast, where we are saying, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I don't know if you have been living under a rock or not over the past several months, a couple of months, however long it's been, but this has seemed to be one of the biggest things that have come across our culture recently, and it's one of the biggest things that has made it it made its way on t-shirts, made its way on hats, on hoodies, on window stickers, and it's just sweeping the nation, this chant of let's go, Brandon. And that's what we're going to talk about here on this episode of the podcast here together. And we're really going to look into what it means, why that the culture and everybody around us is saying this. And we're just going to kind of take a deep dive into this society that is blasting this and also let it intersect with the scriptures and what the scriptures say. So I don't know. And I'm pretty sure that somebody listening to this has said, let's go, Brandon. And uh, there are some that are listening that have probably not said, let's go, Brandon, Brandon. But the truth of the matter is we are in one of the worst times as an American that I know. I'm, I'm 38 years old and I can't remember a time in my life specifically where things have been just kind of rough. I mean, we have a president, Joe Biden, and obviously he is not the choice of many people in America. However, it all began when the election was said to be stolen by Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. We're not here to debate whether or not the election was stolen. We know that God has ordained Joe Biden to be in the presidential seat right now, so we're not going to debate that. But we are going to say that it started with a a very hard, a very big debate, a lot of talk about Joe Biden and the Democratic Party stealing this election. And then everything that people were saying would happen is seemingly coming true right before our eyes. If you've seen gas prices lately, they have skyrocketed. Uh, I think we are, we're around $1.58 last year, and we are now sitting near $3 in some places, well over $3 a gallon for gas. Um, inflation is at an all-time high. We've got boats sitting out in the, the water that can't come in because we have vaccine mandates. We don't have people that are, are, are working. We've got a lot of people that are just taking free money from the government. Uh, on top of all this, uh, you have COVID, you got vaccines, you got mandates, you got all sorts of things. And this this is just one crazy presidency. And we're only 11 months into this thing. And um, I don't know what to expect over the next uh, year when it comes to our president. Uh, but what I do know is there are a lot of people not happy. At, the last I heard just yesterday was the approval rating of the president has plummeted to 28%. 28% approval rating. Now, I can't tell you where I got those st statistics. I heard them on a, a news channel as I was just busy with AirPods in my ears, just doing other things. And I heard that. So I can't leave you a, a link to that anywhere in the show notes or anything like that. But I, that's what I heard. 28% approval rating for the president of the United States on top of high gas prices, high food cost, inflation, uh, supply issues, all sorts of things that are just uh, tearing us apart, it seems like. But in the midst of all this, you have this chant or this phrase that is 
really putting itself out there and it's let's go Brandon. And that's what we're talking about here on this episode. And if you don't know the backstory, I'll tell you really quick. Let's go. Brandon came from, and, and, and I don't, I think it's NASCAR. I'm not sure. I'm not a racing fan. I will just say that right now. I, I racing left, left, left circle, circle, circle is just fast. Uh, I'm not like a, uh, shake and bake type <laughs> racer. I uh, want to go fast. I don't even like to go fast in my own car. I like to go s- the speed limit or maybe a little over, but, uh, I don't like racing. I, I'm not into that, but, uh, many of you may be, and that's great, but I think it was NASCAR. So you race fans, if it wasn't NASCAR, you can let me know, but I think it was NASCAR. This, this, uh, young man named Brandon won the race and he was close to the fans and they were doing this interview. So they were, this lady was doing this interview with this guy named Brandon and the chant that really started sweeping the nation was a little more vulgar than let's go Brandon. Um, and I'm just going to say this, the chant that they were chanting was F Joe Biden. Now I think you can fill in the blank there. It's F blank Joe Biden. Uh, I think we can all agree that we know what the chant was. So as the crowd close to this interview taking place is chanting F Joe Biden over and over, uh, I'm not sure if the lady doing the interview was trying to distract because they were on national television. I don't know if she was trying to take away or if she really thought they were saying this. But uh, again, the guy's name that won the race is Brandon doing the interview. And she says, yeah, they're all chanting, let's go, Brandon, right now. Uh, And said, you know, they're they're chanting, let's go, Brandon, because he won when in reality they were really chanting F Joe Biden. So now there's the little bit of backstory of how let's go, Brandon, became kind of this very popular phrase that is just catching on everywhere, it seems like. So what I want to think through today on this episode of the podcast, and I'm, I'm wondering how many of you clicked it because it said, let's go, Brandon. I'm, I'm sure you're waiting to hear what I'm going to say about this, but we have to live as believers in this culture. And and one of my biggest pet peeves, if you've listened to this episode or, or to the, the podcast at all, you know that one of my biggest pet peeves is when a church tries to impact the culture or be part of the culture or be relevant to the culture. And the culture is in turn really impacting the church when the church should be impacting the culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sadly, many churches are taking themselves out into the culture and they're blending in where you really can't tell the difference because the culture is swallowing the church whole. So my biggest pet peeve is when a church says they are relevant to the culture around them when really we shouldn't be relevant to the culture because the culture is full of sinful people that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and be impacted by the church being the church and going out and doing what they're called to do in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and making disciples. So this is something that culture has come into the church, and there are many Christians that are saying, let's go, Brandon. There are many Christians that are wearing a shirt that says, let's go, Brandon, or a hat that says, let's go, Brandon, because they do not like the president of the United States. Now, I will put all my chips on the table right now and say, I think— and this is just me, you can rip me apart in the comments or whatever you want to do. I do think that there was a fraudulent election. I do believe that there was some tampering with some things and potentially Joe Biden may have stole the election. Now, that's just my opinion. 
Uh, I did not vote for Joe Biden. I'm not a fan of Joe Biden. I do not like his policies. I do not like his mandates. I do not like the inflation. I do not like the price of gas. I do not like the price of groceries. I do not like the things that Joe Biden has done. And I would rather him not be the president of the United States. But then I lean back on the theology and the theological system that I hold to that I see in the scriptures. And I do believe that God is sovereign. And I do believe that he puts forth kings and even presidents and he takes them away. So God has ordained this from uh, eternity past, knowing that Joe Biden would sit in the presidential seat. And I have to trust God in what he's doing and not try to trust anybody else and what they may do. So uh, with that being said, I, I am not a fan of Joe Biden, and I will clearly and, and just truthfully say that to you. Now, the thing with it is, is I wonder, as Christians, should we be chanting, let's go Biden? I'm sorry, let's go Brandon, with it meaning F Joe Biden. Should Christians chant, let's go Brandon? Should we put let's go Brandon on our social media pages? Should we wear shirts that say let's go Brandon? Should we say them in our church services? Should we have our church congregations repeating this? And I would simply say this about the phrase, let's go Brandon. I believe that Christians should not be saying it. Now, I know that there are some people that are listening right now that will disagree with me 100%. And, and many of you would say, well, it's just humor. It's just funny. It's just a humorous thing. Uh, we're not saying the bad word. But look, I will say this. There is a time and place for humor. I believe that humor is God-ordained and designed. I believe that we are to be able to laugh and uh, be able to enjoy laughter and funny things in, in, as long as they are appropriate, I will say that. However, when you think about what this is saying, it's saying bad word, F word, Joe Biden. And I don't think any Christian would want to run around saying that or putting that on a t-shirt, but why would we want to take something that is filthy and even though it is changed to let's go, Brandon, why would we still say that knowing what it truly means? I was talking about this tonight with my family before we had supper. And uh, my 13-year-old son, Micah, he said it's the same, same thing when people use the middle finger instead of just saying what the middle finger means. And I was like, you're exactly right. We're essentially flipping Joe Biden off without flipping him off. Uh, we're just trying to water it down, something that is not God-glorifying, God number one. And I don't think believers should be doing it, even though it may be, quote-unquote, funny. I don't think we should be saying it because it is not something that I believe that would reflect who God is in us. I don't believe that we give God glory when we say that. Now, again, many of you may disagree with me, and I will tell you this, that I've seen many professing believers. I've seen brothers that I know and I love and some that I look up to and have been my mentors and still are and, 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 and just men and women that I know are brothers and sisters in Christ that have put Let's Go Brandon on their social media page or they've talked about this in some way, shape or form. But I have to disagree with the use of the phrase here. And I simply want to, to throw out a few different scriptures here that, that come to my mind when I think about this. First of all, 
we know that let's go Brandon means something very vulgar that Christians should not say. Therefore, again, I will put this out there. I don't believe we should say let's go Brandon as believers. Now, I think about Joe Biden, although I do not like him or I, I can't say I don't like him. I don't know him as a person. I don't like him being president. and I don't like his policies. However, that doesn't give me the right to take someone that has been created in the image of God and to tear him down or destroy him. We teach all the time as believers that we cannot tear one another down. We should build one another up. And we need to be thought of well of outsiders as well, which means we can't go around tearing outsiders down, outsiders being those that are not believers, those that are not Christians. We cannot go out there amongst the, the world and even tear people down that aren't believers because the Bible says we must be thought of well of outsiders. We must not have a charge against us. And, and some of you say, well, that's for an elder. But I think that's for every Christian. There should not be any believer in the kingdom of God who has a charge brought against them because they're hateful, rude, and tear people down regardless of if they're believer or unbeliever. So we are not to tear people down. So we would, we, why would we tear Joe Biden down just because we don't like him or his policies? The Bible teaches us something completely different. First of all, as I've already mentioned, he's made in the image of God, so we must not tear that image down. We must do all that we can to build that up. And although we can't do that physically with Joe Biden and proclaim the gospel to him or, or mentor or disciple Joe Biden, we can do something that Paul teaches us in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, and that is to pray for him. If we're praying for Joe Biden, we will not find ourselves saying, let's go Brandon, because we're too busy praying for him. Let me just read again. These are my convictions. They don't have to be yours. I'd love to hear your convictions in the comments. We'll talk about that at the end. But First uh, Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 say this. First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be, thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity there is good and acceptable in the sight of god or this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our savior i want to read that again and i want you to listen carefully what it says first of all then i urge you that entreaties and prayers petitions and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men. That's all men that are created in the image of God. They're all men. And then it goes on to say, for kings and all who are in authority. Now, we may not like the authority that Joe Biden has or the position he is in, but this doesn't take away God's command to us to pray for those in authority, all of those in authority, not just the Republicans, not just the Libertarians, but all. That includes the Democrats that are in the office. That includes the governors, the mayors, the councilmen, the senators, the House of Representatives, Congress, all of these people. It includes your deputy sheriff, your chief of police. It includes all of these people that are in authority, your pastor, your elders, Pray for those in authority, all of those, regardless of whether or not you agree with them on their politics, you agree with their lifestyles, you believe, you agree or disagree on anything. We are called as Christians to pray for all people. This will lead us to live a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Now, 
I want to read something to you from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And this is something that goes along with living that tranquil and quiet life in all godliness. I was reading this this morning out of chapter 4. Um, and of course, you get in this these new these other Bibles that you don't have underlined. And here it is, verse eleven of that's Second Thessalonians. No, that's First Thessalonians chapter four. Sorry, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life and attend to your own business and work with your hands, just as we commanded you. We as believers are called to live a quiet, tranquil, dignified life, minding our own affairs. And then if we couple that with 1 Timothy chapter 2, we are to pray for everyone, for all people, for all those that are kings, all those that are in authority, and live this tranquil life. Verse 3, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. I'm not sure that we would see anything that would say that saying let's go Brandon would be good and acceptable by God our Savior because I don't believe it brings God glory. I don't believe it exalts Christ and it is not building one another up. And it really it really shows us and others that we're tearing that person down instead of praying for them. What if we filled our walls on Facebook and our our tweets with we're praying for Joe Biden, the president. We're praying for our nation. We're praying that God would save Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and George Soros and um, uh, that lady, uh, the other lady, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, her. Uh, What if instead of tearing them down, we get on our faces and on our knees and we pray for those people that God would save them? that he would change their hearts, change their minds. He'd bring them to a place of repentance. Don't we pray for our family members and people that we're close to that God would save them? Why would we not do what God has said and pray for the people in authority that he would save them as well? Because God can save Joe Biden just like he saved you and I. God can save anyone he wants to. So we need to be people that are praying for everyone, including those in leadership, because this pleases God. Now, unfortunately, like I said, the church, and I'm going to go to another uh, passage of scripture here in just a minute, but I want to show you this. Um, another a, a church, and listen, you've probably seen this. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you have. Uh, first of all, I'm going to say the name, John Hagee. I, I'm going to tell you that, that that is some false teaching stuff going on with John Hagee's church. But I want to show you this. This is something that uh, happened in John Hagee's church recently. And I want you to listen to what this whole congregation begins to say. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. This is a church, quote unquote, church where a number of people in attendance. And they are chanting and applauding, let's go, Brandon. In other words, they're saying, F Joe Biden, and they're happy about it. That should bring us to our knees to see people happy about saying, let's go, Brandon. And I realize, again, this is just my opinion, my thoughts, my convictions. I'm just putting them out there. That's what that's what we can do. We can agree to disagree. We can do it in love. I would love to hear your position on why you think it's okay to say as a believer. 
um, even though you're not truly saying the F word in it, but it's just the mention of it. And that is a church, and I'm sure this has happened in many other churches across the world and the, or really across the nation. This has just happened to be one that really came out on the airways and, and, and across the YouTube and all that. But um, I'm sure it's happened in many churches. I'm sure it's happened from many pulpits. And I just think that this is a, a weak, bad replacement for true biblical preaching and teaching, especially on something so sensitive in our nation right now. Now, I also want to read to you Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, and Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4, and then I want to look at verse 1. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says this, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Again, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. I would, and we can argue semantics and, and different things, but I would argue that let's go Brandon is an unwholesome word or an unwholesome even phrase. I think the word word there and, and it just encompasses phrases and other and sentences and things like that. Uh, but an unwholesome word, don't let it come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up and edifying one another that fits the moment. And I'm paraphrasing that there, but let me just read it again. Let no unwholesome talk or word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. Again, what if your timeline was uh, your your people on your timeline were seeing you lifting up your president in prayer, even though you don't like him or didn't vote for him. What if you were praying diligently for your president and for your leaders? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4, Paul says this, And there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. And I can tell you, this is not just something that has started with Let's Go Brandon. This is something in my life personally that has been going on for a while now that I've been convicted of and I've been working through and trying to challenge myself to be uh, more God honoring and God glorifying and Christ exalting in the things that I do, that I listen to, the jokes that I hear, uh, not laughing, walking away from water cooler talk, so to speak. So this is something that's already been on my mind. But let's go, Brandon, and, and uh, Christians and churches doing this is really uh, just kind of started to penetrate even deeper because I, I, there's uh, so many people doing this, but there should be no filthiness. I believe that cussing is filthy, and I believe that that when we supplement cussing with another phrase such as "Let's go, Brandon," I think the heart of that is behind it, and I think that could end up being filthy talking, and I don't think it's appropriate for a believer. I, I really don't think it's God honoring. So we our chief end, one purpose in this life is to give God glory and enjoy him forever. So I don't think that anyone could accurately argue that this phrase gives God glory, especially when it is God who sovereignly put Joe Biden in the seat to begin with. So I think that'd be a hard argument to uh to to put forth. But we see let no filthiness and silly talk. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, we can say, well, we're not saying the F word. It's just silly. It's just a silly little joke. 
Well, right here in the Word of God, it says, let no silliness come from your mouth. Now, I know I'm, I'm, I'm number one here. I'm the chief of sinners next to Paul. Like I'm his, his, the, the, the assistant to the chief of sinners, if you know what I mean. Like I feel like I can give Paul a run for his money. So I'm not putting anything out there on any of you listeners that I am not already struggling with myself because I can talk silly and foolish and filthy it, it, just like anybody else can. But it's something that I have to war with internally because the Bible tells me not to do these things. So it tells us there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting. These are not fitting. I don't think saying let's go Brandon is fitting. But rather, what should we do? Give thanks. Go back to verse 1 in Ephesians 5. What should we be doing? Being imitators of God. Being imitators of God. Now, I know that another argument you may come at me with is, well, Jesus was cruel to the Pharisees. Jesus did say some harsh things to the Pharisees, but he never said, F you, Pharisees. I mean, we, we, we may think that, that that's what Jesus meant, but I don't think we can accurately say that Jesus had the heart behind him of really meaning and trying to transfer that to the Pharisees. And on top of that, we're not Jesus. We are not called to be harsh. We're not called to be unloving. We are called as Christians to be loving. And I don't want you to get me confused with some sort of Care Bear theology where we love everybody and accept everybody just the way they are. That is not the love. That is not a biblical love that I'm talking about. We are to be loving to one another, even to outsiders, those unbelievers. We must be loving enough to teach the truth of God's word and not join the culture with coarse jesting, foolish and silly talking, and filthiness that comes from the mouth of someone that says, I love Christ, I've been saved, I've been redeemed, I want to give God glory in all that I do. When we say this, when we do this, I feel like it just comes down. That is not there. That is not who we are. That is not uh, what God would want us to be or say or do. The Bible teaches us that we should walk in a manner worthy of our calling. And when we do things and say things like this, I don't believe we're doing it. We need to be imitators of God, and we need to do what Paul says in 1 Timothy. Pray for our leaders. Pray for everyone. I would just say this. Let me say this as we're beginning to wind this down. I didn't want to take too long on this because I didn't want to lose people. I didn't want to make anybody upset, but I just wanted to get some thoughts out there on what I thought about this whole movement and this whole chanting. If you have found yourself saying this, putting it out on social media, joking about it, all these, whatever the case may be, I would like for you, if you're a professing believer in Christ, I would like for you just to take some time to think through the things you've heard here, to think through biblically what you've heard, and give some time in prayer to the Lord, just seeking just seeking Him, right? Just talking to Him. Read the Scriptures for yourself. Open the Bible up to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, and Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 4. Open these scriptures up and read them for yourself and see that if you saying, let's go, Brandon, or putting it on your social media pages, if that is truly God-honoring, God-glorifying, and if it sends a bad message to people that may be watching you. Because one thing I've learned is there is a world that is watching, and people used to tell me when I was uh, first becoming a parent, when I 
first became a dad, they told me your kids are going to watch everything you do, whether you realize it or not. And I, you know, you kind of brush that off. I was 21 years old when we had our first child kind of brush that off. You know, it's 21. You still think, you know, everything. And, uh, Little did I know they were very correct. There's two things that I've learned that I kind of brushed off in my early life. People would tell me the older you get, the faster life goes. Didn't believe them. Check that box. It does. And the second being your kids are watching even when you think they're not. No, they're not. But check that box. Yes, they do. Now I have four kids that are my own and one that we're about to adopt. So I have five kids now and they watch everything I do. They hear everything I say. That is the exact same way an unbelieving world, and not even an unbelieving world, a believing world is watching us professors of Christ. Those who profess Jesus Christ and Christ crucified, people are watching Christians. They're watching how they respond on social media. These are these are things that I've had to learn and I'm still learning. Uh, they're they're watching how you interact with people, how you how you handle yourself in Walmart and the grocery store at the red light. That people are watching everything you do, whether you realize it or not, just like your kids are. So, what is your social media page saying to unbelievers that are watching? And you you may even make the comment, well, people know that I'm just kidding. Not everybody. I have. 1,500 friends on my Facebook page, and I don't know half of them. Probably should get rid of a bunch of them, but there's a lot of people that are even from my city that I have as friends on Facebook that I don't truly know, but they're going to be watching everything I say and everything I do, and I may see them in Kroger, and I may not know them from Adam's house cat, but they're going to know who I am because I'm a pastor at a local church here, and they're going to be watching how I act, how I respond, how I treat my family, what I do in public, and what I put on social media. They're watching. People are watching. So I just want to leave you with that. There is a watching world, and um, and I know that what one of the biggest things at the Southern Baptist Convention this past summer is that's the biggest thing they said, the world is watching, the world is watching. The world is watching Christians, so we need to be acting like Christ. We need to be giving God glory exalting Jesus Christ, our Savior, and building one another up, not tearing each other down, even if we don't like them, even if we're mad at them or frustrated or can't stand the people. We still need to be praying for them and doing so. That gives God glory. And we're going to pray that God would work in their lives. That gives God glory. That's exalting Christ. Jesus called us to love one another and to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. So I want to encourage you to do that. And I just want to encourage you to take some uh, two or three steps back and just think through whether you uh, should keep doing this or saying this phrase. I personally have not said it and um, don't want to, but just because I have this biblical conviction, but I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to hear your thoughts in the comments of either Facebook or YouTube. And uh, you can even email me, all lowercase, no spaces, doctrine matters podcast at gmail.com. You can do that. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you disagree with me, I would love to hear your reasoning and why it's acceptable and why it's okay. Um, of course, we want to do this in a loving manner. We don't want to be frustrated or angry with one another because I'm going to love you and I'm going to respect your opinion. Although uh, I want to just give a couple of biblical reasons why I just can't find myself saying it. And I think it does, da does damage to the body of Christ and it does not bring God glory. So 
uh, leave me your comments, leave me your thoughts. And uh, if there's anything I could ever do for you, anything I can pray for you about, anything that you may need, if you need to find a church close to where you are, I can help you with that as well. Uh, anything you need, please just leave me a comment. Love to hear your thoughts. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Um, blessed man. Thank you for all that are listening. And until next time, God bless.